just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. mighty name and God's people please say amen. amen keep standing I want us to make some powerful declaration before I sit or I ask you to sit just this week some of us were privileged to be at our headquarters which is TLC and uh, one of God's choicest servants of God in, in Ghana the Archbishop Duncan Williams was there and then what happened is uh, he preached about a very powerful message that he titled above all and he said god wants all of us to be above all that means that all the time god wants you to be above or above only so now what it means is that if you are below where you should be you have to be here but he said that what will take you there is when you convert God's word into flesh by making declaration. And you know, it just confirmed in my heart that God has actually given us the key to our being there. So this morning, I chose to make the declaration before I preach. So I want you to please close your eyes just for some two, three minutes. And make these declarations, confessions for overpowering demons and witchcraft. So say this after me. Christ has set me free. And I am free indeed. I have authority over witches and wizards. I am not afraid of occult powers. I am delivered from the demon of inferiority. I am free. I am free from the demons of self-pity. I am delivered from the control of demons of jealousy and envy. I take authority over the spirit of depression. I am no longer depressed. I can see the way forward. The power of witchcraft is broken. I have hope for tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. I bind the demons of discouragement in my life. I declare and decree. 
that from this moment, every demon of discouragement leaves me. From now, I pronounce and declare my freedom from anxiety. I am no longer harassed by the demons of worry. The spirit of fear and restlessness is bound in the name of Jesus. I declare that the demon of fear no longer leads me. I am loosed. I am free because Christ has set me free. I have power over demons of unforgiveness and bitterness. I have overcome the spirit of bitterness and hatred in my life. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that I have the ability to love all men. From today, I even love my enemies. I am free from the power and the hold of deception. In the name of Jesus. I pull down every stronghold of satanic intimidation in my life. I am loose from evil curses and bewitchments on my family. Jesus Christ has conquered Satan and has defeated him on the cross. Because of this, I walk in freedom from the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus. Begin to clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, may all that we have declared come to pass in Jesus' mighty name and God's people say Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 Today I want to continue to talk about tithing And the title of today's message From our father's book Is The bad thoughts Of non-tithers The bad thoughts Of non-tithers Proverbs chapter 23 Verse 7 For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. I believe that this scripture has not been put the way it should be put. I believe that it should have been, For as he thinketh, comma, in his heart, comma, so is he. But you see, the way it is will be put is that for us to think it is that because you don't think in your heart. So what the Bible is saying is that for us he thinketh, in your heart, the way you walk your life and how it's ongoing actually depends on your thinking. 
and your thoughts. Can I have a better amen? amen. A better amen? amen? Your amen should bring your blessing to you this morning. So, I am what I think. That is why you have to work on your thinking. That is why when you become born again, what gets changed is your heart, but not your mind, not your thinking. So you can be born again, you're a Christian, but your thinking is not correct. Am I seeing Sarah? Is this Sarah at the back? That's Sarah. Who is at the back? What's your name? The lady at the back. With the baby. What's your name? Yeah. Bridget. Hey. Hmm. That's powerful. I think we all have twins and triplets you don't know of. If I'm to show you another daughter of mine called Sarah, they are, you say they are twins. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> so, if you are thinking correctly, your life gets correct. If you are thinking wrongly, your life gets wrong. So everybody, you are what you are thinking. I'm taking my time to emphasize on this. You are what you are thinking. So if you think you are poor, with time you are poor. You think you are above, with time you see that you are above. You think you... So actually what it means is that we can know how you are thinking by your life. So, all those who are broke, you have been thinking a broke kind of life. All those who are blessed, think blessed kind of life. Am I taking my time to teach this morning? If next year you will be in the world, you will not be dead. It depends on how you are thinking. You know, when you see a driver who is overtaking, maybe he's driving VVIP from Kumasi to Accra, and he sees about seven cars. Huh? It's a particular way the driver thinks that is making him do what he's doing. And no wonder, boom, accident. So what had happened, we would say, oh, upon some and all that, but it's the way the one who was controlling the bus thinks. He always has thoughts that I can do this thing. I can clear. When he's been trying it, oh, I can clear one. I can clear two. Oh, I've tried it before. I can clear three. This time, let me try all the seven. Usually when I'm coming and I give my life, papa, 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 those who are coming give me way. This time, this driver said he won't give you way. So, that is why when you become born again, Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says that be not conformed to this world, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind, which has what it takes to think. So when we become born again, now it is the word of God that keeps working on our mind so that we think well. Now when it comes to tithe, which is one of the things we learned last week, that is, is a way that God wants to use to bless us. Unfortunately, 
Some people have bad thoughts when it comes to tithing. So today, I just want to look at some few as our Father has put in a book. And as we are looking at it, my prayer is that if you are such, who has such thoughts, Unyankupon should deliver you in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it, say Amen. I don't know who is controlling the sound, but the sound is very bad. But it's okay. We will manage it for today. So number one. Number one. It's in the book. If you don't have the book, then you can write. If you have the book, it's a blessing. You can even turn there. But I'm just reading and explaining. It's our manual. So those of you who think that, oh, why is it that when the pastor comes, he's reading to us. Do you read the book yourself? You don't. And most of us, when we read, we don't even get the revelation as we should. And by the way, even if the prophet who wrote the book to his children was to be here, he would have read it anyway. Can you your tone and say, your mind, you know, your mind, you know, the way you think, you know, the way you think, you know, it should get better. So the first point is that the bad thoughts of non-tithers, those who don't give tithes, almost first wrong thought is, I earn too little to pay tithes. Reverend Fellas, can you imagine that some people think that, oh, they earn too little. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 24, Bible says that, you know, Jesus was describing these servants that their master had given talents, and then how the one that had the one talent said, I did not use the talent because of something. And that, that one who had the one talent, because one had one, one had two, one had five. The one who had the little talent, that's one talent, rather did not use his talent. And the master was not happy with him. So, he says that, then, he which had received the one talent, which is the little of all the talent that was given, came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Can we add the verse 25? And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent, thy talent, thy talent, in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. This is a dangerous way of thinking. The Bible is replete with examples of people who were called upon to give the little they had. Those who gave of the little they had were blessed and those who didn't were cursed. I earned too little is not a valid excuse in the kingdom of God. Like this scripture is showing us. I have one talent. That is why I didn't, I didn't even use it. It's not an excuse. And the master was not happy with him. Because of that, he had to be thrown into the lake of fire. I end too little. It's a bad thought. Remember the parable Jesus told about the man who felt he had too small a talent. Most people in the world do not earn much or have much anyway. And yet God requires all of us to give of the little that we have. It is all Hannah Wadrini so. Then then a bit yet ten cities 
one CD tithe here. May they cockra me ferry. No. God expects you to pay tithe on every little thing that you have. Can I have a better amen? The number two is I earn too much to pay tithe. There's something about the sound. It's not too good at all. I can't hear myself. <laughs> I earn too much to pay tithes. Look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, do you earn too much to pay tithes? Do you earn No. May you earn too much. But may you also pay your tithes. There must come a time in this our church that we have a lot of millionaires. Who don't struggle to pay their tithes? Can God trust you? Can God trust you? That there will come a time that your tithe is 10,000 Ghana cities. Those who can be trusted, may God give you the ability. Me, one of the things that I've come to see, Reverend Ahim, is that God loves us all. Whilst even we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loved us. How much more you are not a uh, sinner? How much more now that you are not a sinner? Or your sins, as far as you know, you don't sin. You, can you imagine the love that He will even pour towards you and on you? And he wants, one of his love is he wants you to prosper. So that you'll be a blessing. And can he trust you to give you so much money that it can be a blessing? This, this particular week I've been praying, God, can you just raise one person who will say, Bishop, I think I have to change this ceiling. I have to do, instead of, we are struggling. People pledge, but they don't bring the money. I mean, since Reverend Talent came, a lot of people pledged. Many people have not fulfilled. Many. I have also tried to raise pledge. People have, it's like now they're pledging, are there? Some movement. So I said, Lord, can you raise just one out of us who will just be so blessed and say, Look, Lord, I'll take care of ceiling. Bishop, what else do we need? I said, can you, can you feel the sound? We need to change our speakers. We need to change this. So how much is it? Oh, look, the line array, line array. When you say line array, you see these speakers that hangs. We have a bill. It's 60,000. 60,000 to have line array of about five or six. Five or six. It gives us a good sound. 60,000. I said, look, they should wait. We have to do the ceiling first. We are talking about money. But can God trust us? And he can, he can easily give you that money if you are faithful with tithe. And you don't think that, oh, I earn too much. Make it too much, you see, then. Only 10,000 Ghana cities. 10,000 is too much. Some of you, what I'm saying, you don't believe that God will prosper you, but He will prosper you. 
Is it what our sister, the testimony was giving? It's not me, physically. It's not me. I don't think. I don't even know where you, you saw it. Where, where was that? But it's a revelation to me that God can do something even using your pastor's figure. Yeah? And so, and so God can even send an angel to bring you money. Oh, there are people who have such testimonies. Our own prophet Kakra has one of those testimonies. That he met somebody who just gave him money in a sack. Who is controlling the sound? We don't have the people who control sound. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey. One day I asked a brother to pay his tithes. Look at this. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time to share these things because sometimes it's even powerful to hear directly from prophets. Because his windows are not my windows. He said, one day I asked a brother to pay his tithes. He looked at me in amazement as if to say, are you mad? Then he asked me, do you know how much I earn? He continued, I could never pay tithes. I earn too much to pay tithes. You see, this brother felt that his tithes would be too large an amount to give to the church. He had no respect for the house of God. A few years later, somebody said a few years later. Reverend, he was struck with an incurable disease. Faced with a hopeless situation, he turned to God and began paying tithes. I can remember the day he came to my office and said, Pastor, I brought my tithes to church today. And I wanted to specially inform you that I have begun to pay tithes. This after he had had a disease that was killing him. Killing him softly. I was happy that this brother had begun paying his tithes. But what a price to pay before we turn to God. Dear friend, there's nothing like earning too much to pay tithes. You do not earn too much to pay tithes. You earn what God has allowed you to. To whom much is given, Bible says that much is required. First Chronicles twenty nine four fourteen, Bible says that. But who am I? This is David saying it. First Chronicles twenty nine fourteen. God had blessed David and his people so much. He said, "But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort, or so much willingly after this sort, because they are giving a lot of things to." church. And after the church was built, they had also brought a lot of things to give to the advancing of the church. And he said, God, who am I? And that's where we should get to. Don't wait until some incurable disease hits at you. Then you realize that, Charlie, after all, God, 
if only you can heal me. I even want to give you all the money. Number three, I am not a fool. I'll never pay tithes. This is a bad thought. I'm not a fool. I'll never pay tithes. Some people, they don't say it. They think it. Finally, brethren, Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think, think on these things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, that he, he said, think on, think well, what are you saying? Why are you saying that you say bringing your tithe is making you a fool? Why do you constantly think that somebody is trying to trick you? Who are you anyway? All of us who are sitting here, you think you are beautiful. But what you don't know is that God has made you beautiful. And then you can make you opposite. Nebuchadnezzar thought that, oh, Charlie. I am in charge. And God said, what, where, did, where did this thinking come from? Just today, I will change you. I will change you. I want us to know that, Charlie, these things are not written for stories. So. God can change me, Bishop Chris. One day, a man of God was preaching in Philadelphia. And as he was preaching, he said, ladies and gentlemen, you see that I am powerful. For a man of God to say I'm powerful, you're already making a mistake. And he said, when I wing my hand, the power of God flows, which is true. I said, I have so much power that I can even throw my leg and the people are falling down. I am powerful. And then he came to stand in the middle of the church. This is on record. And then he lifted his leg. When he lifted his leg, he fell and died in the church. The moment you think that you are something, eh? Charlie, you are pushing God, pa. You are pushing God to prove to you that, look, if you like, go to the mortuary. Yesterday I had a retreat with all the young leaders in our church. From morning to evening. And one of the things I told them that every one of us is useless. And I'll take them to the mortuary. And I plan to take them to the mortuary. And I told them that as a pastor, I love to go to the mortuary. Not because I want to see dead bodies, but anytime I see dead bodies, it makes me think correct. When there's an accident, I usually will go there either first or second to see, oh God. And it does something to me. It humbles me. It makes me see that, look, I don't have to have any disagreement with my brother or my sister because we are nothing. You are nothing. You are nothing. I did been told that, uh, We are nothing. But if you you forget that you are nothing. That's why God must, through his servant, sometimes bring you to that understanding that, hey, these things are in the Bible. Nebuchadnezzar, who became a king, misbehaved. Uzziah, who became, the Uzziah that we see at 16, by 54 years, 52 years after his reigning, he had changed. And then he died a sad death because he challenged a man of God. Herod in Acts chapter 23 also died because he challenged God by taking God's glory. Last week I told you three things don't, you don't have to touch. 
Isaiah 42, 8. I said, my glory I'll share with no one. Vengeance is mine, Romans. And let the tithe, Leviticus. It is God's three. Don't touch it. But this King Herod said that, ah, people are calling me, I'm God. Yes, I am God. And God said, I'll show you something. You are nothing. Men, men, men play games with God. I'm talking about some of you, you have money. Some of you are dealing in millions. You have projects. But you pretend that you bring one city, ten cities, twenty cities, hundred cities. You can only do this thing, but you are pretending you don't have money. I am the past bishop. I'm the prophet. One of these days, I will pick you up Sunday morning. Because some of you, God is saying, ah, why, why do you think I've blessed you, young man? Why do you think I've blessed you, young lady? Why do you think that I've given you all this opportunity? It's so that you can be a blessing to my church. Your tithe alone can solve issues. But you are sitting down. You are treating the church like an ordinary something. Don't wait until that incurable disease hits at you. Who are you anyway? You are one of the people who think that pastors created the concept of the tithe to take money from people. Please give us a break. This is what the prophet is written. Give us a break. The Bible was written long before any of us was born. We did not create the concept of tithing to cheat anybody. God has shown us how to govern his church. And that is exactly what we are doing as pastors. No one thinks you are a fool. Please do not let your mind be filled with negative thoughts. We cannot have good fellowship if one party is constantly having evil thoughts about the other. It's not good. Number four. Another bad thought some people who don't give tithes and pay their tithes have is my hard-earned money is not being properly used. So I will not pay tithes in this church. The thought that I have my money and I've been paying tithes for the past six years I've been in this church, I don't see what the church is using the money for. If they say they have to, and we, they use our tithes, how come that we don't have the tithes used? I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Psalms 131 verse 1. Psalm 131 verse 1. <laughs> you want to check the sound, whether it's quality, you scream. And when I screamed, it was still not good, but we'll take it like that. The echo is too much. No, but don't touch it. It's okay. It's better than the previous. My heart is not haughty. My heart is not haughty. No, my eyes lofty. Many 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 Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Another version. Lord, my heart is not haughty. This King James. He said, Oh Lord, my heart is not proud. So your heart can be proud. And he said, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. Last version change. NLT. NLT. Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern my mouth, myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Can I have an amen? There are people who think that their donations are not being properly used. Can you imagine? Some people think that the church should go into various kinds of investments. 
Some people think that the church should have an insurance company. Others think that the church should own a bank. I want to add, some others think that the church should have some farm somewhere. But maybe that is not the vision of the founder. You cannot impose your ideas on the church. You cannot impose those ideas on your business. You can impose those ideas on your own, whatever you are doing, but not on the church. Leave the church to be governed by those that have been called to govern the church. Can I have an amen from God's servants? I have been sent here as a representative of the founder of this church. And by his leading, as God speaks to him, then he sends messages to his bishops. And then we lead God's people. You have no idea what God wants his church to do. If you give your tithe, you are giving your tithe. How it is used, it is not your matter. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, please, will you stop that thing? Eh? Stop it, stop it. <laughs> hey, don't look at your neighbor angrily. Just smile at your neighbor and say, will you stop that thing? Stop it, stop it. Uncle Mike, please tell her for me. <laughs> stop it, stop it. Don't do that. What is this? It's like a joke, but some of you, that's how you think. Hey, how come that, uh, okay, if we are supposed to invest monies that come into the church, don't you think we can be able to recoup and then use, please, those thoughts are not, uh, welcome. Now listen, there's a, a Jewish, um, practice and it's one of the practices that many years ago when I read this book, it gave me a revelation that has guided me. And it said in the Jewish law, according to what is called the tzedakah, T-Z-E-D-A-K-A-H, the tzedakah, there are different degrees of giving, okay, all types of giving. I'm sure maybe in two weeks' time I'll go into it. But I just want to say it in passing. And the different degrees, there are different, about four. But the least, I'm just showing the least and then the greatest. The least is when you are giving, when I say least, that means that it, is, it doesn't bring much blessing. It's when you are giving to somebody and the person knows that you are giving the money or whatever it is. So Reverend Lord knows that I've put 20 Ghana in an envelope and I write from Bishop Chris to Reverend Lord. I'll be blessed, but it's the lowest. And the highest is when I put 20 Ghana CDs in an envelope and I don't write my name and I send it to Reverend Copson to go and give it to Reverend Arten. Don't tell him it is me. And Reverend Lord gets money. He doesn't know where it's coming from. All he says, Father, bless this angel. That's the highest level of giving. It is when the right hand is giving and the left is not aware. And the Jews believe in this level so much. So, applying it to your tithe. When you give your tithe, you should just say, Me, I've just given my tithe. I don't even care what it's used for. I don't know where it's, where it's going. I don't know who counts it. I don't know whatever. All I know is that I've given you are more blessed than somebody who says that, hey, so who, who, who are taking the time? So who are, where is the time going? So how much did we get? So what is this? 
church it is wrong I'm teaching you it is wrong if you don't trust the pastors that's not your church let me say again if you don't trust the pastors that is not your church if you don't trust Bishop Dag go to ICGC go to Christ Embassy, go to Methodist go to your father's mother's church Catholic or you can go to your uncle's church Mozama Disco Christian Church and even that one you have to go to the Roman father and give him the time please trust us I give myself vouching that look trust me I don't chop ties I don't even have that ability to do that. Bishop Doug, our founder, by the you shall know them by their fruit. You can see that he's a great leader. He has trained his sons and daughters. With the bishops, we have been trained over many years. We are we are not in discipline. We won't take your tithe. We won't chop your tithe. We won't do that. It's wrong. We know the curse that to follow us. The tithes are being used to advance the gospel. Sometimes, money that come here is for, because it's for the whole UD, it is redirected to go to this place that is needed for a building to be done. And then at six months time, when the, whatever is needed here, this building that we are seeing in Nyanya Nokakaba, it is not Nyanya Nokakaba's money alone. And you know, this foundation had to go down. A lot of money was sent to Bishop Queen to, to, to do this thing for us. So in the same way, our office and our tithes are supposed to come in and then sometimes decisions that are taken at a higher level require some of the money to go here and here here. Don't sit down and say that, me, I don't know what they are doing. So because of that, I will not give tithes. And because of that, God says that, look at what you are doing. Look at what you are doing. It's a mistake. It is time to mature in your giving. Number five. Another bad thought. The pastors are using our money to buy cars and houses for themselves. So media are not pay tithes to finance their extravagant life. It's a thought Brother, sister, who is thinking like that? Why do you always have negative thoughts? What are you against? What are you fighting? Why do you constantly feel that your money is being used to do extravagant things for the pastor? Your thoughts are those, you see, those who think like that, their thoughts are those of a poor and desperate person who thinks that other people's property is the cause of their poverty. Actually, you are revealing what is in your heart. It's one of these days when you see Vieta. Long time. When I do an oak. Bishop, you deserve it. I deserve it. When I do an Some of them are saying, Are you not a reverend? Oh, yes. You see? 
the show. It must come. You see? That's what some of them will say. You are reverend. You are all the same. That's why you are saying that. You are with the bishop. Because I mean, they are not happy with us. But thank God at this church, we are not like that. Even if you see me driving a V8, don't think funny. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that the bishop needs a V8. Mama, can you hear me? You are suspect. Because you didn't say it well, I, I don't need a V8 for now. Because I didn't see Gershon saying it. And those at the back, I didn't see you saying it. And the business community, I didn't feel you saying it. It's like a joke. When you see the bishop driving a nice car, and then you see maybe the wife also driving, "Mm." then you see the pastor's, No, what I'm saying is it not true. The first thought that usually comes is, hmm, could it be that, especially when, let's say we have done a major fundraising, and it's like, you know, it's like, hmm. the reason why I'm sharing this is that that temptation is there, but God wants us to fight it. Too. When you go to Nigeria, huh? I don't know, but. I personally have been to Nigeria about twice or thrice. I personally believe that Nigerians are more blessed than. Uh, you understand? Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. And one of the reasons is because they give more. They don't struggle in giving. Oh, it's true. They, they don't struggle. Actually, wherever there are Nigerians in, even Ghana, I used to pastor a church, one of the churches in Ghana, and then there were some Nigerians in the church. Anytime we close, they'll come to my office and say, man of God, please pray for us again. <laughs> I mean, after the church prayer, they'll come again, and then they have a seat. And they want, they want the the pastor to do well. They want the church. The pastor, man of God, please, what can I do? So we want to, pastor, we'll do it. I mean, it's like it's, it's almost like it is in their blood. It, they have been trained to. What I'm saying is it not true. Unless the Nigerian doesn't have, but when they have, it's like that is they, that's what. They, but we Ghanaians, it's not in our blood. So naturally, we easily think that the way we are not doing well, no, it is because of our uncle. Who did he help us? Because of this person. Who did he help me? Because of this one who crossed me. Because of, so we always want to attribute our problems to somebody. So when you see somebody prospering, it's almost like, ah! Won't he? And that is the mind that most Ghanaians have. It's a Ghanaian mindset. Or a poverty-stricken mindset. And you can be a Christian, but your mind is like that.
out of resources or people out of resources. A person who is out of resources thinks in a particular way. That's why he's out of resources. And so Jesus said, the point I always have with you means that that person, the way he thinks, you know, it will always make him like that. So even if you give him $10,000 after one month, it will still come to zero because he doesn't think correct. And somebody who is not a poverty minded person knows he thinks in a particular way. So even if you give him 100 Ghana cities, it will increase to 10,000. So it doesn't matter me receiving um, alabaster box of ointment. They're poor, dear. They will be poor. And Judas was ashamed because that's how he was thinking. And most of us are like Judas. Why are they not using the money of the church this particular way? And the pastors are driving nice cars. Look, let me, I'm teaching you as a church. If you think well about your pastor, actually it's one of the major blessings. Because it means that you have put a higher value on God's servant. Some years ago, our prophets asked the church to buy him a car. Am I talking to the church? And they bought him, the church bought him this car called Muzo from Korea. Muzo. Then it had just come. And he had what is called ABS or supposedly had what is called ABS. An anti-brake system. That when you are, there's an issue and then you press brake, I mean the camera just safely skidding. And for the very first time, he and Prophet Kakra and three others, including his own sister, were traveling from Accra to Tamale for a convention. With the muzo, which was not too expensive, but a four-wheel drive. Because we could have, as a church, bought a stronger car for him, but we wanted to cut down cost. And then on the way, somebody crossed them just a few minutes before Tamale. A bicycle rider. And trying to dodge this bicycle rider, just applied the ABS. And an ABS four-wheel supposed car that should have behaved well, behaved unwell. Can it? Now, by the time they realized, into an anamana. This was 1997 or so. Our prophet would have been dead. You wouldn't have known Bishop Dad. It was God and blood was oozing. The, the muzo turned with the ties up. They had to break and come out. It's just God who saved them. And when he came out, one of the revelations that God gave him is that, why are you leading a church that are directing you? That they are thinking that you should go for a small car because there's no money. Your life is very important. Without you, there's no church. So even if you need a metal-coated car to keep you safe, teach the church to understand that you have to go for it. And from that time, he taught the church. And we got it. David was worth thousands, if not a million, 
of his soldiers. You must get to a point where you believe that my pastor driving a nice car is not even wrong. But in the first place, have you given me money to buy a car? So how come that when you see your pastor driving a car, you are worried and you are attributing it to your tithe? And how much do you pay? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, this preaching is yours. Tell him. Preaching is yours. Those who didn't say it, you see, we are we are we are we are, we are catching you. You seem to be a negative personality who is constantly against the privileges of leaders. Judas Iscariot did not like the privileges that were bestowed on Jesus, and he said so. Do you want to be like Judas? It's a question this morning. Do you want to be like Judas? Somebody say, I don't want to be like Judas. I sense you may already be that way if you have such thoughts racing through your mind. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard very costly, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with the hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Ah, when you go to Egypt, you see perfume. You must be there. Ten years ago, I went to Egypt, and you will get it this time. And, and we went to look at the pyramid, and in Cairo, there's a place where they sell the most expensive perfume and the most aromatic perfume. Small bottle like this, $2,000. So you can imagine the kind of meaning that Mary poured on Jesus. Very expensive. Yeah, because the lady was into things. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, we are being blessed though. My last but one point. At the wrong thinking. Sixth point. All pastors are con men and thieves, so I will not pay tithes. Dear friend, you get into serious trouble with this kind of thinking. Why do you crucify the good with the evil? Could it be that all pastors are thieves? Is this not what Jews did to Jesus Christ? They crucified a thief and a pastor together. The good and the bad were given the same treatment. Is that righteousness? Is it right to repay good with evil? Bible says in Isaiah 5.20, Woe to the man who says that an evil thing is a good thing. But also, there is a woe to the man who says that a good thing is evil. If you keep on calling all pastors evil, you'll find yourself committing a grievous sin. I wouldn't want to be around when your punishment begins to happen. Can I have an amen? And the last point for this morning is 10%, I'll continue next week, 10% is too much to give, so I will not pay tithes. 10% is too much to give. This one is not even about your money, whether it is 50,000 or whatever, but it's like in your mind, 10% is too much. A hundred, hundred, whatever the money is, me chemu ten, nami papa kunkwa, sorry. It is a one thousand. Me for hundred, then quite sorry. Say ten thousand. Me for thousand, quite sorry. Hey, you're sorry now. I mean, if it's something business, do we have to get ten percent? Hey, you're sorry now. Ten percent. And last week, I remember telling you that tithes is the tithes of all. 
So we have tithes of cash, tithes of kind, you know. So if Now you when you get your money, you have to give tithes of that cash. And then we have kind, kind are gifts, all such. When God blesses you, because sometimes God will not bless you through your income in terms of finances. But God will bless you through gifts. If somebody dashes you a laptop, and somebody dashes you a phone, and somebody dashes you clothes, and somebody, so within a short time, something that you could have used money to get, or buy, of let's say 2,000 worth. Now you have all these things. Are you saying that because it didn't come as money, God is not expecting tithe of that? That's why most of us are making a mistake. We only look at the money. So, no, mintu to sudu, yet four thousand four hundred Ghana cities. That's all. Making ubiabetawa tarie jedi as a graduation gift. Natural, kind, 
So that by the end of the month, you have an idea of what you are looking at. And then you take your money and you give. When you are like that, God blesses you. You realize that, ah, today somebody has paid your, your daughter's school fees. Somebody has done this. Somebody has given you this. Somebody has done that. You don't struggle. God opens the windows of heaven and pours you forth a blessing. And the blessing of the Lord make it rich and ask no sorrow with it. You don't lack. Most of us, that's where we, we have the problem. So 10% is too much to give. So I will not pay tithes. 10% is too much. I'll give 5% to God. Why don't you tell that to the government when it is time to pay your taxes? Tell them the same thing you tell God and see if they will be happy with you. Do you think God is a fool? Do you think he does not know the difference between 10% and 1%? Keyboardist, do not belittle the creator of the universe with such thinking. You endanger your life when you have the wrong thoughts within you. Bible says that be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Rise to your feet. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We pray for your word. Help the word to correct our thinking. Deliver all of us from evil. In Jesus' mighty name. Every eye closed. If you are here this morning, someone invited you to church, but you know that you are not born again. Bible says that unless a man is born again, or except a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. You want to say, Pastor, I'm not born again, so what should I do? Lift up your hand and I'll show you what to do. God bless you. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Don't be shy. Lift up your hand. Don't bring your hand down. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. You are here. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. 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 Listen, if you don't give your life to Jesus, you cannot be blessed. Because Jesus blesses those who have a covenant with him. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray a simple prayer. Pastor, I want you to say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life and be, be the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, deliver me from evil and help me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Is it okay to clap for Jesus? A better clap for Jesus. A better clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. God bless you. Please take your seat. Communion. Communion. I was blessed with the choir's ministration and the powerful minstrel ministration. It prepared the atmosphere for this morning. And as we take the communion, all these blessings are added on to the communion.
in the name of Jesus. If you are here, you are not born again. It's a mistake. You must be born again. Sing to the Lord. Please stand to your feet. Please lift it up. I don't know about you, but I believe in communion as my medicine. Some of us are taking medicine it's powerful but I want you to know that communion is more powerful than this physical medicine you're taking and so believe it every Sunday when I was young and my father was alive he would call us all, all his children and say everybody take vitamin C, then you share it B complex then you share it paracetamol, then you share it every Sunday and so we're all healthy by the grace of God. I wanted to live this communion believing that our Father in heaven is also sharing this medicine to us. Lift out the bread and say the body of Jesus. Eat it, my brother, my sister. of the wine my prayer is that today's wine which represents the blood of Jesus will wash us of our sin sins in the spirit sins of the flesh sins to do with your soul every filthiness around you and in you that the blood of Jesus would even cover you from the agenda and the attacks of Satan. That by the blood of Jesus you shall overcome this week. In the name of Jesus. Lift up the wine and say the blood of Jesus. Drink it. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We receive this communion. And we believe that by this communion... We are living and overcoming his life in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people, use your amen to endorse it. God bless you. Please take your seat. I'll pick it. Okay. Tithe. If you are here, you have your tithe. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, today's teaching shows you you must give the tithe of your kind, of your gift. Of your gift. I do. And so I think I'm more blessed in terms of gifts than even income, money. So if you have your tithe, please come, let's pray.
please lift up your tithe to the Lord. And I'm praying for you. I'm really praying for you. I tell you. Who is he dying to be at all cement of a child? Remember when you go to ten bags of cement. You must know how much it costs. One bag of cement. And that must be to the Lord. Yeah. And you see how when you do that, God will touch somebody's heart to also buy a door for the house. Buy this, buy that, like that. By the time when you do you are being helped. Heavenly Father, I pray for your sons and daughters as they bring the tithe to you. I ask, oh God, that they are honoring you, so you honor them also. Lord, bless their bands with plenty. And may they never know lack. Rebuke the devourer for their sake. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. Please sing it. From our children to our spouse, stand down from heaven, Lord, with your almighty power, Lord. I want some people to give offerings today. You want to give 100 cities? Come and sow a seed of 100 cities. Bless. Thank you. I want somebody to sow a seed of 100 cities for a special blessing this week. Now what is the blessing? Let me share with you. The blessing is a dream. God will give you a dream that will prove to you that he wants to bless you. A clear dream. If it happens, come and share the testimony. Bless you. A dream. A dream. I believe five more people can give hundred cities. From my children to us, send down from heaven, Lord. I'm talking about a dream. No, it's true. A dream. Hundred cities. Alright. You don't want to come? A dream. I'm talking about a dream. A dream. If it happens, come and testify. Two more people. A dream. A pastor. You need a dream to prove to you that God is taking care of your finances. Okay, pastor, I don't have 100 cities. I want to sow 90, 80, 70, 60, 50. Come and sow a seed. And the Lord will bless you. 50 cities, 60 cities, 70 cities. And expect a blessing from the Lord. Bless you. Bless you. 50 cities. Don't rob of your offerings also. 50 cities. This church must be a church that is blessed. And we get blessed one of the ways through our giving. 50 cities. Good to see you, daughter. 50 cities. 50 cities. 50 cities. Fifty cities. Pastor, I need fifty. I need fifty. Waha. 
Oh, 20, 30, 40. But also for Adebra. 20 cities. Yamisha. And expect a blessing. God bless you, sir. God bless you. 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 He will bless you. Expect a blessing. Expect a blessing. Expect a blessing. Blessing. God bless you. Ten cities. Oh, I don't have twenty, but I have ten. Can I come? Yes, you can. Fifteen, ten. Come. There's no way. It will come back. It will come back to you. It will come back to you. Yes, it will come back to you. It will come back to you. Yes, it will come back to you. Yes, it will come back to you. And the beautiful thing is that it comes back to us good measure. Together, running over. Today we have struggled with sound. It is well. The Lord will bless you. Good to see you. He will bless you. Bishop, me need ten cities, but your five is where? Ah. But also for the bride, special to God. Five, six, seven. Show mask, what it? Maybe it's a mask. Mask. Five. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Legi dio. say abana ubiya. Ayabana ubiya. Now what you hear? Say nyankopa mamin swa bawai. Good to see you. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers 0273 240 449. 0540 77 49 41. Stay blessed.